Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Moms and Coaching Podcast. I'm Brooke Wyckoff, women's basketball coach at Florida State University and mom to my daughter, Avery. And I'm Erica Lambert, women's basketball coach at Abilene Christian University and mom to my daughters, Ava and Maya. Being a mom and being a coach are two amazing jobs, but being both provides a unique set of challenges, especially in the world of college athletics. So on this podcast, we discuss our experiences, share some advice, and have real conversations with other moms in coaching who get it. If you're a college coach, a high school coach, anyone working in athletics, or a working parent in general, we're so glad you're here listening in. We wanna encourage you to win the day and keep your family first. Ragsdale is a first-year assistant coach at Grand Canyon University, and she has a precious six-week-old baby boy named Avante. He's six weeks old today. He'll be seven weeks old by the time you guys hear this, and of course, we all know that every week brings something different at that stage. The theme of this week's podcast episode is all things new, because Emily has a new baby, a new job in a new city. Her fiance has a new job too, so they've just got a lot of things going on in their household, and we were really thankful that she took the time to visit with us this week. This episode will definitely resonate with moms of babies or coaches who are thinking about being parents someday and what that transition might look like, but obviously veteran moms can relate as well. So a little more background on Emily before we jump in. She's a Chicago girl. She played at Judson University and started her coaching career as an assistant at Aurora before she went on to be a D2 assistant at Drury University, where she worked for Molly Miller, who is her current boss at Grand Canyon. Their 18-19 team went to the D2 Elite Eight. And then last year, Emily moved home to be the head coach at Roosevelt University before making the big move to Phoenix. So this is her first D1 coaching gig. She's super excited about it. We're happy for her. We're happy for her growing family, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Moms and Coaching Podcast. We are very excited today to have first-year assistant coach at Grand Canyon University, Emily Ragsdale, with us. Welcome, Emily. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me. We are talking baby talk today. It's been a while since we had a mom of a newborn, um, a first-time mom on the podcast, and so we're excited to have you with us today, and we're just going to jump right in. I want to hear all about this little guy. Introduce us to Avante. Yeah, his name's Avante Bryant Thomas. Um, kind of a weird situation. We Both of mine and my fiance's favorite players, Kobe. Uh, so we wanted to go with the middle name of Bryant, and then when Kobe passed away, it was almost like, nope, we're sticking with that. Uh, it's a boy, and thank goodness it was a boy um but he's been so fun uh he's six weeks old now um already such a jump from when he was a little tiny newborn even though he was never I felt like in that tiny tiny stage but now he's just awake more he's alert he's starting to smile he wants to laugh so bad but I don't think he's figured it out quite yet um but he's he's a strong little guy and we're loving every second of it man those first smiles make it so worth it right so worth it. I finally got mine the other day. Dad seems to get him quite more often, but we'll we'll keep working on it. <laughs> so back us up a little bit and tell us about your pregnancy. I mean, you must have moved across the country while you were expecting. It's kind of a lot all at once. How, how was your pregnancy? 
Um, the first 15 weeks were terrible. Uh, was I was just nauseous all the time. I wasn't throwing up and I just wanted to eat carbs to make myself feel better. It seemed like that was like the only thing like helping my stomach. Um, so it was just like a lot of nausea and then kind of right after the whole 15 weeks went by, it was COVID and the pandemic and everyone kind of like, where's, where's our jobs going next? I feel like the coaching and the athletics world was kind of like a, what's happening next. Um, and that was kind of a big part of even switching and moving across the country. I was in my first year as a head coach, um, back home at a smaller institution. And there was that question mark of what's going to happen with our school being at such a small school. Um, and then when Molly got the job and gave me a call, it was like, yes, that's like a dream job is to be at the D one level. I think that's part of being a young coach and wanting to climb that ladder. And then there's also the, wait, I'm about to have a baby and our families are all in Chicago. Um, Dion, my fiance has never, he's always lived right by his family's always lived in Chicago for the most part um, area. So it was like, he'd be moving for the first time and we're not just moving to a driving distance. We're moving to a flying distance um, and moving to the West coast where neither of us had been. So that was crazy to even think about. Um, we decided to try to buy a house while we were down here too. And we, there was a lot of plane rides back and forth with that whole decision-making, but we got our first house. We're far away now, but it's okay. Uh, everyone's come out to visit. So it's been, it's been a good whirlwind of a pregnancy and baby. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You guys really did it all at once. <laughs> yeah. We, house, you know, baby, uh, pandemic move, cross country dream job. Why not just get all of it done? <laughs> well, you fit right in. I feel like that's a theme for our moms and coaching group. We really don't back down from a challenge like that. I saw on Twitter that he was born, was it three weeks early? Three weeks early, which is, it's so funny to me because I feel like every mom that you talk to is like, first babies are never early. They're always going to be late. They're never, you're always not, you're never going to be early. And I didn't even feel like I had gotten it like as big as I probably could have. Um, but we were, I was having like a little bit of Braxton Hicks every now and then it wasn't anything crazy. Um, and then we had our field day because we were about to have, we were surprising our girls with like a fun day because um, we were about to give them a 10 day break just to try to go home before school starts, get a little home time, family time. And um, that morning we had gotten up early to get to the gym because we, me and my, our other assistant planned like a minute to win it day. Um, and so we needed to get there early to kind of get it all set up. And I was having like contractions, but I was kind of like, eh, this is just Braxton Hicks, like no biggie. It wasn't anything crazy. Uh, and then, you know how it is in coaching, like as soon as you get wrapped up into something, you're completely distracted for that two hours or whatever it is. And then it ends. And I had to rush to my doctor's appointment that day. And she checks me and she's like, you know, I would be surprised if he doesn't come by the end of the week. Like, you're probably not gonna make it to your next doctor's appointment. I was like, okay. Then two o'clock rolled around and I was having contraction, but they were like 20 minutes, 25 minutes apart again. So I'm just like, it's Braxton Hicks. This is nothing. Took a nap woke up from my nap uh, and Dion was getting home from work because he's a coach too. And they had late practice. So he was, uh, it's like eight o'clock. And I was like, you know, it's like every 15 minutes or so. So I don't, I don't, I don't feel like it's real though at this point yet. I'm still like kind of in denial. And of course him, he's like, I'm going to go put the car seat in the car. I'm going to like do all these other things. And then by midnight, we were driving to the hospital and he was born at 1:57 the next day. So it was, yeah, it was a lot. Did not expect it. Uh, finally proved all those moms wrong. He did come early. 
Yeah, that's so funny that you were just playing minute to win it games with your team. <laughs> you were in labor. <laughs> Literally. So, so much of newborn care, you said he's six weeks old now, is just about trying maybe to get on some kind of schedule. Talk to us about his sleeping and eating and how that's going. Yeah, he's a he's a chunk. Um, he was born eight pounds and within his first month, he gained two pounds and grew two and a half inches. So he's just kind of like growing like a weed. So he's eating a ton. He sleeps really well though. That's like the one blessing I feel like a big baby's. He sleeps uh, anywhere from three to five hours at a time. Every once in a while, he has a rough night and he's up every 45 minutes, but um, couldn't thank the support system enough with that. So he's been, he hasn't been that bad when it comes to sleeping. I think we're adjusting. I feel like this weekend we are kind of like, man, it's, we can survive on this whole, like feeling like you're napping every two hours overnight. Uh, it hasn't been terrible by any means, um, but he's been good. We're breastfeeding, um, so I pump, so he'll take the bottle and he's been taking it since week one and, or he'll take that right off the breast. So it's been fine, it's been good. Good for you. Isn't it funny to think back when you were a student and like how, when you would say, I'm so tired, you know, compared to now? Oh, they have no idea. I feel like even now when people are like, I don't have time, I'm like, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about that perspective. Yes, it's very much about the perspective. <laughs> so how has your definition of a typical day changed in the last couple of months? I think it's kind of, you can't plan. I'm such a planner. Um, that's been, I think my hardest adjustment is like, you truly, you can't even plan the next hour. He might be going down and you're like, oh, I've got two hours. He's going to nap and he's up within 15 minutes. So it's like, I think that's been the hardest thing in the coaching world, just because you are, you kind of have two families at the end of the day. So you're trying to plan with both. Um, and there's a lot of overlap and there's a lot of just, you got to be flexible and kind of go with the flow and it's okay if it doesn't work out the way you thought it was going to at the start of the day. Tell us more about Dion, your fiance. What's he into? What's he like? He, uh, he's a coach as well. Um, we met in college. We were best friends for eight years. Um, and then kind of in my third season at Drury as an assistant, we kind of went, I went home for Christmas break. Um, and I don't, we kind of just talked and we decided to give it a shot from going from best friends to crossing over that, that line. And uh, here we are now, but it's cool because we are both in the same field. So we're both basketball junkies. I mean, I feel like that's, we have to have like a moment of like, okay, let's turn off the basketball for a second um, and talk about life, but couldn't imagine it better. I think, I don't know how people do it without having that other person being in the coaching world, just because you get it. You understand the long hours. You understand that you're going to say that you're home by three, but you're actually not home until six. So it's been, it's been nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Has he been able to find a place to coach there? Yeah, he's at Ottawa University right now, um, which is an NAI in Surprise. So we kind of live halfway between. Uh, so I drive halfway to work to in downtown Phoenix area, and he goes out to Surprise, so it works out well. Walk us through a little bit of, of your playing and coaching history. How did you get to this point? You know, oh, I was like that typical college kid that changes their major five times and then doesn't do anything with their major. Uh, was going to be a kindergarten teacher. That was like the goal at the end of it all. And then um, tore my ACL and being sidelined kind of put it in perspective uh, in the sense of like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then you end up getting to know your head coach. I feel like a little bit more when you're sidelined just because you're not just talking about the next play. You're kind of talking about life and stuff like that. And I had learned how my head coach didn't 
wasn't didn't do that whole PE route high school teacher and like that you could go a different route with college coaching um, that I just didn't wasn't aware of and I was like oh I think this is something I want to do um, got my first gig out of college at a par- as a part time assistant coach at a D three school um, so that's kind of also I think been the coolest thing I've been at every level besides JUCO I guess uh, but D three the NAI and then D two now D one um, my first coach at the D3 level was Brittany Carper, and I cannot thank her enough. She was a rock. She was just so composed and confident every day that it was like, man, this is, and she laid it out there like, this is what you should do. She was great for learning as like the do's and don'ts of like a coach, um, phenomenal mentor and now a mom as well. So it's been kind of cool watching her and being that role model of like, Although she's not that much older than me, it just feels like, oh, she was that that first person for me out of college that guided me. That's awesome. And so have, have there been any other mentors or mom mentors along the way? Obviously, your boss right now um, is, is a great one to have. She's doing it all as well. So has there besides Molly and you definitely we want to hear about Molly and, and her influence on your life. But um, any other role models or mentors that you have along the way? Sam Quigley Smith, who's at Lewis University now, she was actually one of my first people that I called slash texted saying I was pregnant. Um, She was a huge help for me with um, rebuilding a program. Like she was someone I leaned on a lot last year. I knew her because she coached in the conference that I had played in um, and just knew her from that and kind of grew as a mentor. And then last year just picked her brain so much when you hit those first year coaching issues where you're like, what the heck do I do with this situation? How do you handle this situation? And then um, I think the biggest thing with her too, is she kind of broke it down and she's like, this is going to change you in so many different ways, but it's also going to change your team in so many different ways. Bringing that little baby around is just going to impact. And she's like, you don't expect it. But even now that I've brought Avante around the girls and stuff like that, it's like, it's all of a sudden just like, oh, we kind of forget like we're about to have a hard practice or a hard workout. It's just like that fun energy and that feel of just like love all of a sudden comes into the room. And she was the first one to kind of say that. It kind of put me at like a, whoo, okay, this this is all possible, even though he's doing September and it was a mess. But <laughs> yeah. And then obviously Molly, she's been great. Uh we became really close friends. That was my first time technically moving away from home. So she started as that like mother figure for me and then uh, turned into like a best friend that you bounce weird things off of and there's no conversation that's off limits. So that's kind of been a, a blessing in disguise to have to just see every day at the office of, is this normal? Is this how it's supposed to be? And yeah, she's been, she's been great. <laughs> that is so awesome. What a blessing to just, yeah, have your boss. Um, not too far ahead of you in the the parenting. <laughs> so you're at the office right now, right? I mean, so maternity leave, <laughs> did you even take any? You were obviously working on the day that you went into labor. How has it been since Avante was born and getting back into work? Yeah, there was. I didn't take one um, just because coaching is kind of weird where you don't really just kind of get three months off necessarily. Um, and especially when it's like the start of season and we are, have a brand new program, like we're trying to rebuild something here. Uh, so it wasn't really like a, hey, take 10 days or take how much every time you need off, um, which was fine. We got that weekend. Um, and it was kind of a, a God thing because he was born on the day we were about to give our kids 10 days off of practice. So 
did a lot of just working from home uh, and emailing for those first 10 days. And then when practice started back up, I was right back out there with them, just trying not to trip over when you try to chase down a ball. And that's the first thing I, that was, that was a, you know, when you're pregnant, you're like worried about, cause you're like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm not doing anything. And then the, you lose the belly and then you go to chase something you about fall flat on your face, but that's all right. We we're, we're getting there. <laughs> so you jumped right back into work. And I guess my question is about your childcare decisions, how you and Dion have figured that out. My mom has been amazing. Um, she came down. Uh, thank God my dad shared her with me for, for the time being for season. Um, so right now she's down and she's living at our house and we fly her home to Chicago every once in a while so she can still go see my sisters. And I guess I don't get to keep her for all the whole time, but she's with him throughout the day. Um, she's playing with them, teaching him. So he gets a lot of grandma love. Uh, we were both kind of nervous about the whole daycare thing in the crazy world and everything so that was a big part of it I remember when Molly called and offered me the job I immediately called my mom bawling because I was like uh, you're the person that's supposed to be helping take care of them when we have to do this whole full-time job thing and so she agreed that she was gonna she wanted to be a part of it and it's their first grandson so they're it's a big 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 thing for them which is fun that's amazing is that your plan for this? You said the first season or what's the, I guess her length of stay season wise. Yeah. I think she's going to try to be down here as much as possible. Um, travel with us a little bit and just kind of bunk up in the hotel room with me so that, you know, with breastfeeding, it's obviously that's a totally different beast with it. Um, there's only so much you can pump when baby's not around. Uh, so she's going to try to take on the road with us and be, navigate that season one. And then hopefully, uh, we can send her home for a little bit so she can get some Chicago and family time uh, outside of outside of season. You mentioned being at all three levels. And so this is your first division one coaching stint, your travel, team travel, travel. It's all going to look a little bit, well, no, a lot different this year. So with not being able to recruit this fall, that probably helps a little bit. Um, with managing uh, having a newborn, but even team travel, the WAC schedule is pretty crazy. Yeah, they call it Western, but it's not Western, but uh, it's it's a little, it's gonna be interesting. Um, that's, I think the hardest part for me right now, which I'm trying to like take it week by week is our conference still doesn't come out with the schedule. We still don't have our regular season schedule technically done because of the whole announcement and dropping everything else like that. Um, and then there's teams that have dropped you just because they their schools have travel restrictions now. So trying not to overly think it, but, but yeah, we don't necessarily even we have two games that we know for sure are happening. So there hasn't been a whole lot of planning. Um, trying to just take it month by month, and hopefully by November we know where we're going. Uh, and depending on how long the stint is, we don't want to travel in a ton. I feel like that's a lot on a on a little babe. Um, but if it's a longer trip, four or five days, yeah, he'll come with. Um, if it's an overnight quick one, he'll probably stay at home with grandma and or dad if dad's not traveling. Um, he's got quite the extensive travel schedule too. So trying to match up schedules, but it's a little hard with your, the pandemic and everything. Yeah, you don't have to figure it out today. I was just- nope. Oh, no, 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 you're fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot, but hopefully he gets to travel with some games. So as a new mom, I'm just curious if you have any questions for us or that you would pose to the moms and coaching community, kind of with that in mind, like travel conflicts, work conflicts, we are all about 
figuring out how to make it work well. Yeah, that's like my biggest, I think, question is like, what do other programs do or how do other assistants handle it? I feel like in your, the head coaching spot, it's a lot different because you kind of get to be the boss of the schedule, right? You get that, you get that blessing of managing of like, hey, maybe I've got this. So we're going to bump practice back here. We're going to do this. Um, how does, how do other assistants do it? Just because we preach family first to our kids so often as a basketball group but how do you flip that switch to like no really family does have to come first at the end of the day um while also still dealing with that guilt of I think when you're young and you're climbing the coaching ladder I used to be such a yes man like whether it was midnight five in the morning like this needed to get done doing it immediately dropping everything to answer this email dropping everything to answer this call and then all of a sudden you're holding this little bundle and you're like nope, it can wait. <laughs> um, so I think that's probably the hardest thing to navigate is like how you deal with the guilt. Well, for me, I know that when my girls were your son's age and kind of that like newborn to five where it's all so hands-on and they're not independent at all, it gets so much easier by the way. <laughs> um, but in that stage, it was really about just over communicating with my boss um, and you have a great one and obviously she gets it. So, but there was so much talking back and forth about like, if my kids were going to be with me or whether or not this extra team thing that we were doing, is that maybe something I don't need to go to, or how can I cover something else during the day or whatever. But I was meticulous about keeping our family's like monthly calendar. I still am, but when they were little, I mean, and I didn't have, we didn't have grandma to help all so that's pretty awesome but you still kind of need a village you know and it's just you have to map it all out and I I'm sorry for you that you're having to do that during COVID when planning is not on our side um, but yeah I was just a ridiculous like record keeper of what every day was going to look like and you kind of have to at the end of the day just sit down and figure out what tomorrow is and you can't really get much beyond that um, try to map out the month and take it day by day that's my advice and Erica, you have two, and that's, I can't even imagine having two to handle. <laughs> I just, I, with my one, I mean, I would say, Emily, my biggest thing that I've found is that I'm really bad at doing both at the same time. I'm really bad at trying to be a mom and trying to be a coach at the same time. That doesn't mean that my daughter can't be around while I'm at work. It doesn't mean that she can't come on road trips um, it doesn't mean that I can't answer the phone for a recruiting call or do work while I'm home, but I have to, I had to really learn when, uh, to, like when and where to draw those boundaries. Um, you know, even it's, I had opportunities to bring her on the road. Um, and I did what I found was if I don't have somebody on the road with me, I, I don't want her on the road because I, I mean, I want her, you know, I want her there. But I could not be a good coach and I could not be a good mom. She was better off not with me um, because I, you know, I just couldn't do, give her what she needed, you know? So it was just like, you know, it's, I'm being selfish if I'm going to bring her and it's just a mess for her schedule and for, you know, um, and vice versa. You have, obviously, and, and like you were saying, Emily, like we tend to err on the side of let me do as much of the work as I can. I want to be there for everything. I want to be the yes person. I don't think many of us struggle. We have to learn um, how to say no to the work stuff. 
and that's and 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 that's okay too and you learn that when yeah you don't and I love hearing when we bring moms on here and just when we just talk like you don't have to answer every phone call. You don't have to get right back. It feels like you do, like physically. I'm like, oh, I got to answer that text. I want to answer it so bad. But if I pick up my phone another time, my daughter's face, you know, like she sees me again with my phone in my hand. No, I'm not going to do it. Um, you learn all those things. You learn when it's okay and when not to. It's a feel. It's just, it's all a feel. So um, the biggest thing is to, to not let that guilt creep in. You're going to have it. But just finding the ways, whatever it is that you tell yourself, like, hey, my kid's getting amazing perks from being a coach's kid, okay? So <laughs> they can deal with some of the, the downsides. Or, you know, there's so many moms out there doing this and making it, making it work. My kid's going to be great. My job's, I'm going to be great at my job. Whatever those little things that you're telling yourself when those moments of guilt come up are just huge, you know, just figuring those out. Um, it's a journey, but man, you're doing amazing already. The fact that you just dove right back into work is not surprising, um, but just says so much already about um, who you are and, and also how you've built something for your son and you have that village around you. You're off to a great start. So. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. No, that helps a ton. It's good for a to hear a head coach say it's okay to not answer the phone <laughs> yeah I mean you know okay fine if it's like a kid that you're never going to be able to get back on the phone it's like okay those are the times you take it time just shows you you know like what really when you're able to reflect and look back like what is important what what I what did I do wrong here what could I have done better then you become better at your job and as a mom um doesn't get easier but you get you just know yourself better <laughs> so you're doing great. You look amazing. I mean, the fact that you made time for this interview is beyond me. I'm so excited uh, that you were able to be on here with us. But if we just want to wrap up like we always do, what is winning the game for you right now as a new mom, as a coach in life? What's something that's winning the game for you? I think support system at the end of the day. I think that's been the only way to be able to jump back in and actually do both is having my mom, having Dion, uh, I'm already like an aware my emotions on my sleeve type of person and adding hormones to that the poor guy is a rock. Um, so I think having that support system has been hands down the only thing that would have made this work. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Emily. I can't believe that we got to snag this time from the mom of a newborn who's already back at work. Um, already said this, but you're awesome. We're always here for you to answer questions. As Avante gets older, um, you are our first, first time mom on the podcast. So thanks again for talking with us today. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Good luck this season. You guys too. Thank you. <laughs> we want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to the Moms and Coaching podcast. We hope you'll join us again for our next episode. Also, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at momsincoaching at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at momsincoaching. Bye everyone. Until next time. Bye.